Nintendo. Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of November 12th, 2015. I'm sorry, I'm in shock because the Nintendo Direct just happened. My name is Jose Otero. This is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me once again is Brian Altano. Rap, rap. And filling in for the wisest German around, Per Schneider is, who's not with us, is Callie Pleggy. The second wisest German around. Yes, you, you're this also is true. My last name's German. Ah. Close so enough. I'm, that's why I'm replacing Per. Yep. All right. There is a ton of stuff Welcome to talk back. about. Thank a Nintendo you. Direct just happened. We are all, I, I want to say we are excited. We're happy oh, for yeah, the most yeah. part. So like, excited. Started on a great note, ended on a great note. Some in the middle, we'll get to that. But let's just get it out of the way. Twilight Princess HD. Announced. This was outed by Dana Binding in October. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be real. Mm-hmm. Are we excited about this? Do you what do you think now? of it? What do you think of it first? Like just seeing it. Uh, so it's not right off the right off the bat. It's not the most beautiful looking thing it's, they've showed us. No. You know, I will say, like, uh, I'm very excited for this because this game never really looked great mm-hmm. artistically. Uh, it was always a gorgeous game graphically, never really so much. It was a game that I got at the Wii launch that I uh, ended up playing for two weeks until my component cables came in, and I plugged those in, expecting it to look so much better, and it really didn't. But in terms of preservation, I think it's awesome that a lot of people are going to get to play this game for the first time. It's not. It's definitely not as stunning as Wind Waker HD. That being said i want to see more twilight princess has some of my favorite tom- uh, temples and dungeons mm-hmm. in any zelda game ever mm-hmm. so uh it's a really cool idea i think the uh the link <clears throat> the wolf link amiibo thing is a real cool thing too it's a nice touch mm-hmm. uh the amiibo support carries over to zelda wii u in 2016 so um yeah there's some cool stuff there it's not it's not a knock it out the park type of thing but it's you know they do a lot of singles and doubles during the uh directs and this was a triple so i'm excited for it okay uh callie your thoughts based um, on what you saw my first thought initially was what's going to be the swift sale. You know, with uh, Wind Waker, we got an enhancement to something that was like a major gripe for a yeah. lot of people the first time around. And, you know, some people complain about, you know, the, the length of Twilight Princess, not the length, the length. Itself, or the opening like the, specifically. It took right? an hour to yeah. get to like. To I need a swift progress. sale through that tutorial. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Fast so, goats. That's the, that's the. <laughs> <middle>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, maybe that's, that would be so cool. Speed actually. goats. <laughs> Speed goats. Yeah. Speed goats. Um, yeah, that's my first thought is, are they going to improve that aspect? Is it going to be... Because obviously it wasn't visually that impressive to me. Um, I mean, I because of my reaction to when you said that. But um, I don't... I, I, I don't... I'm not super like this. Isn't like yeah. I can't wait to replay this if sure. they don't in, yeah. enhance. It is interesting about it. though. It's been it's been how, how many years since this game was out? Eight, Eight years. That's a long nine? time. Yeah. And, you know, I look, I really... 2006. I yep. look back on a lot of that game as as a certifiable classic. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff there. There's some weird kind of fetch quest stuff. I think that, yeah. like... And I don't want to... It's weird that talking going into spoiler territory on a game that's been out for eight years. But there's some stuff in there when you turn into a wolf and you have to basically find bugs in towns mm-hmm. that could be a little quicker. So I'm totally right. with you in that yeah. there's – I'm excited about where this is going visually. Um, I'm more excited about sort of the tweaks and streamlining stuff that they do to it a la Wind Waker. Exactly. You basically said it better than I could have because um, that's my b- big takeaway is mm. – I want to see Wind Waker type improvements, like the the Triforce fetch quest stuff we saw. Exactly. Like what's what's the version of that in terms of 
uh, finding bugs and collecting stuff here right, in right. this game. I am really pumped about that Wolf Link amiibo, though. Yeah, he's is, really cool. Nice. I love the Zelda okay. amiibos. Okay. So. <clears throat> so then, uh, for at least for me to weigh in, I mean, I definitely posed to this panel uh, how much I thought they didn't need this game in March or in the first quarter, if that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you go that far all the way out to March? I don't know if I went that far out, but I, I did say this year. I, I just didn't want it this year. Like for me, the 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 gem is still Zelda for Wii U, um, yeah. and we're gonna get to that they showed that. But I mean, I'll take it. Like fine. Like I remember Pear's argument very well. You're, we're talking about a system that needs games, needs first party games, right. needs them in a relatively quick turnaround frame. I think my issue with Zelda right now, though, especially Twilight Princess and specifically remakes, is that why is Zelda the token child? The poster child for remakes at Nintendo. Mario, Metroid. uh, I mean, I can go on. Like, there are so many franchises. Like, what is up with the franchise care at Nintendo? To me, like, I just, I get it. Like, hardcore gamers care about Zelda. I care deeply about the Zelda series. It is the one game that will always bring me back to a Nintendo platform. I've said that plenty of times. Mm -hmm. But I've had a lot of Zelda remakes in the past five years. I didn't really think I wanted another one. And I'm going to play this one. I'm eager to see it. One thing I think we, uh, we missed was it doesn't look like it. It looks like it is supporting the controller, the GameCube controller configuration. The footage they showed, none of it looked like it was motion-driven. Link is left-handed again, right. which was the way he was on the GameCube version, which was the original version of that game. Mm-hmm. The Wii version, everything was mirror-reversed. And remember, they added then motion controls for the right swords. So are you saying that any, anyone who played the Wii version is going to have to play a flipped version of this game as of right now. I mean, we don't know if one of the features is you can play with motion or not motion. I mean, that would be cool. I'm curious to see how they integrate the gamepad into this experience. Specifically, like with Wind Waker, I felt like one of the other short uh, one of the other cool things about it was the way it took advantage of the gamepad. The way you were using it for inventory, the way you are using it for maps, especially in a game like Wind Waker, which was all about like charting the uncharted waters. It felt like the gamepad was a good place to do that. Um... But I want to. I want to then roll back to. I, I'll play it. Fine. I, I'll take it. I mean, I have no choice, and I'm exci- I'll be excited for it. Let, let's get that out of the way. But why is Zelda the poster child? You're right. Of we've we've got mm-hmm. we've got an Ocarina of Time. We got Majora's Mask. We got Wind Waker, and now we got Twilight Princess. Which means that, and it kind of. I mean, to a lesser extent, uh, we saw ports of every one of their Zelda games in the meantime, and we saw mm-hmm. a semi sequel to A Link to the Past. And we got right. Mario Galaxy, a right. game that. Right. I remember when we sat here and talked about it, and I said, okay, the Wii version's good enough. If you had given me the choice, yeah, I'd probably have taken an HD version of that game, not to contradict myself, but okay, let's say any Wii game was up for grabs right now to be remade. I'd say point to a Mario. Give me a Metroid game. Why this? Why I'd even now? go I'd even go back to Mario 64, which is a game That's, we saw on the yeah. on the DS, which arguably was worse in a lot of ways. Control-wise, right. not arguably, definitely was worse. <laughs> yeah. Control-wise. Yeah. Had some more expanded content. But you're right. I mean, we're seeing a lot of of Zelda remakes. Now I want to ask you this: Like, you're, I know you play, you go back to the 3D Zeldas a lot more than I think anybody I know. Have you played through Twilight Princess recently? Not, uh, actually, I just started it up a week ago. Really? Um, just to, and I was doing the opening tutorial, and I was kind of getting immersed. You in it just again. finished it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, right. That was. I was just finishing the tutorial when they yep. went and announced the HD version. No, I. I um, most of it was driven by that I had gotten 40 hours into that game and then took a big break and wanted to kind of connect the dots, revisit it. You know, we got a big Zelda coming this year. So all that was fueling my my ideas. I, I mean, whatever. It's Zelda's 30th anniversary in 2016. We yeah. knew that. They're going to use this as a marketing term for this game. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, I, that's where I was with that. And I, I'll play it. Like, I'm, I'm there. But 
my thing is with Nintendo, Nintendo rarely does remakes, and whenever they do, they seem to address key criticisms about that game in, in question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people want sunshine, like what? Why? Why is why is Mario Sunshine ignored? Why is Galaxy ignored? Oh, I'd be so happy you know, with sunshine. I I think it's because this does feel like a direct response to the fact that Zelda for Wii U was delayed. This was a. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was a a stopgap decision that was made. In, in lieu of that delay. Well, I think if Zelda Wii U is on track for spring or whatever it is, or end of this year, whatever it was mm-hmm. originally in their minds on track to deliver on, um, you would not be seeing this decision. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mario is sort of, we just got Mario Maker. I think they feel like Mario fans are, are satisfied for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, I think as like a 3D platforming Mario fan who absolutely loved 3D World and, and saw how gorgeous that yeah. was, like take some of those assets and bring them over to 64. You know, yeah. bring them mm-hmm. a sunshine. Like, Remake those games too. Uh, it doesn't have to be a one or the other thing. I'm glad that Zelda games are being remade. I think it's 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 possible to support both, and I think everyone knows the Wii U would only benefit from a, a, a kind of r- more robust library, of, even of remakes. But yeah, you're 100 percent right. I want to see more Mario's get the HD treatment, and they so don't. I will throw one more thing out there. Why wasn't this good enough for E3? Why was the existence of Twilight Princess something we had to wait until now? to hear about and be excited for it. That's the thing. And I'm not trying to say there's something like terrible behind that thinking. It's just that mm-hmm. I feel like at E3, they walked in with almost nothing. Yeah. And we walked out kind of like, uh... I Yeah. I mean, if I were, for me, and I was like, well, we don't have Zelda Wii U, but we have Twilight Princess. Like, if, if I posed that, I'd feel really embarrassed. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this just sounds like we're just kind of really trying to cover right. ourselves up. So that could be a reason that okay. wasn't left for E3, because it just kind of sounds squirmy. Like, also, oh, could've... we don't have the one thing you wanted, but we do have Yeah, this. yeah. I think yeah. I, you're, to- um, you're totally right. And that's why I do like the way they balanced it today of sort mm-hmm. of like, here's that game. And a lot of people are like, oh, where's the new one? And they're like, well, here's the new one too. Well, but you yeah. could have done that yeah. at E3. Like, I still think you could have pulled both, driven that excitement and gotten people happy about that. Yeah, like, but I do you, feel that way. But these, you also, if it wasn't ready to show, sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you no. off. If it wasn't ready to show, and I get that answer, right? It could have mm-hmm. been like Nintendo doesn't like to show games until they feel they're ready to show. For example, Metroid Prime Federation Force is a perfect example of possibly too early to show People mm-hmm. didn't get it, and they yeah. flipped. Yeah. Although I've never seen a reaction that harsh in my time in the For press. almost anything. Yeah, that <laughs> was... anything. Yeah. That, that was, was like Mass Effect 3 ending, like Ooh. caliber yeah. of like a hissy fit. Yeah. Um, I almost forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, but um, just, just to go back to the point, um, you know, you it could have been a logo. It could have just... Like, I know they don't like to do that, but it's okay. Like, I just... I It almost feels strange to me that this has to be so driven by, we want to show you what it is. Sometimes I don't think you need to. Sometimes just that promise will keep people excited. And See, then you can come into November and talk about something else. No, I feel you on that. I just, I've never been wild about the it's a logo thing. And they've done that a lot, especially with third party support. I mean, they've done that for like yeah. the last 10 years of just shown logos that don't actually amount to anything. I mean, like Bioshock Vita was a logo that Ken Levine held up and it never amounted to anything. Yeah. Not to say that Nintendo's going to make a false promise and not deliver, but Nintendo's also in the business of doing six little E3s a year, mm-hmm. which means that you can stack the deck really high at E3, but it would have made today's showing just a little bit it, less impressive than it was. And they have to yeah. spread those announcements out and keep the audience activated because they don't really have a lot else, honestly. Right. Exactly. It seems like their their perspective is less one big announcement or set of announcements and more keeping people engaged throughout yeah, the, the singles year. and doubles right right um, it's a baseball metaphor i think i'm i don't sports. you got it right you, you got did it right. you yeah. got the you baseball right. <laughs> um short stops and things um yeah it's 
I do know a lot about baseball, actually. Um, it seems like, because they've been stepping away from E3, you know, they're not as big a presence, um, at least they, they don't have a press conference. Well, they aren't really. as aggressive. Yeah, um, yeah they're yeah. not as aggressive at E3, and I think part of that is kind of ma- maintaining, it's like the six small meals a day instead of three big meals a right. day kind yeah. of thing. Right. They have that approach. No, um, definitely. So it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, for us, it's like, oh, E3 was so disappointing in a lot of ways, and sure. we, you could have brought this out, but I do think that their strategy is a little more. I also think yeah. you're right. You do it, it You do it now in conjunction with Star Fox and some Splatoon yeah. DLC and the new Zelda footage, yeah. and you go ask for a Wii U for Christmas and exactly. we're going to give you some stuff to promise you that that's going to be an investment that was worth asking for yeah. you know? or buy it for yourself whatever, however you get yeah. your or holiday whatever your gifts are whatever you, you do if you don't have a new 3DS yet maybe yeah. that's your incentive because all these games are coming out then possibly the message is if you are investing that you are going to have something to tide you over until NX materializes yeah. right. or that they talk about it some more which you know 2016 a lot of people written it as the year it's coming out we don't know that one of the things I would be the year they talk about it yeah. yeah one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is on, on the PlayStation side they throw around those stats all the time about HD remakes and how there was 75% of the people who owned a PS4 didn't play The Last of Us or Uncharted. So those HD ports were worth bringing over to that Mm -hmm. brand new huge audience. The Wii U numbers are obviously much smaller. And I'm wondering... Of the people who own a Wii U, how many of them have never played Twilight Princess? Like, is this a nostalgia well, bump for people like us in this room who mm-hmm. are like, I love that game. I can't wait to go mm-hmm. back to it. Or is this actually going to be like, this is the thing that will hold you over to, them, to the new well, thing. Well, this the, is this big meaty Zelda The attach game. rate on Zelda Twilight Princess, to my knowledge, was low considering the install base. But really, that game, Twilight Princess, was a launch game at a time where it was impossible to get a system. So there is that to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was released later as, as a budget title you know as part of like Nintendo Selects or whatever they call it um, nice sound effect I do want to point <laughs> out that Zelda Wind Waker HD on a console with a 10 million install base sold 1.62 million copies which is great which is yeah considered pretty good like a 10% attach rate yeah. is not anything to sneeze at apparently um, so by all accounts if you're giving people mature link in a form earlier in the year and people have the system maybe that'll drive them to buy it yeah yeah Totally. Yeah, yeah we'll see. But definitely good on them to put it out as the first thing. Definitely got a lot of people excited. Right. I do think it could look better, but I'm also not ready to drop judgment on that. Yeah. Only because when Wind Waker was first shown, it didn't look that hot. They were very sort of, they were also almost timid in showing Wind Waker when they first showed it. I'm glad they showed as much footage as they did. This game comes out in March. Plenty of time to find out what else is going on with it. We're also, we're like judging it based on, you know, clips ripped from a live stream that mm-hmm. were you know through our web browsers that were re-uploaded to like it's sometimes you just got to sit down and see those games you're yeah, right you're person. right at the same way about wind waker where it's just kind of like oh that's pretty good but then you sat down in front of a big ass tv and you play that game and absolutely like, yeah. wow so wolf link amiibo very cool you both hit on that triforce uh wait a minute new zelda yeah was 13 seconds yeah 13 oh. seconds there he is there's footage. that excited zelda yeah. man. dude <laughs> 13 seconds of horseback riding, and yeah. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, tomorrow. Did it have a Wii U logo specifically on it? No, they just say it. Just say 2016? They just say Wii say- U. Good. Yep. Coming to Wii U in 2016. The transition was very smart, going from Twilight Princess to that, um, talking about how Wolf Link Amiibo will transfer data, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, are those games directly related? Twilight Princess and... Zelda Wii U, or is this just cool marketing? Probably the latter. I mean, I think this, yeah, I think this. they will incentivize that purchase in some way to say you're 
doing something here that will possibly carry over to this game. That is the way almost every video game is positioned now. There's, you know, uh, companion apps or web browser things or like I'm playing the Star Wars Battlefront app now that unlocks credits that I can use to buy guns in the game. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's it's very smart and using an amiibo to to carry stuff over like that, pretty smart idea. Yeah, and you see that with Happy Home Designer and you will see Mm -hmm. that with Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival as well. So it's not like they're strangers to that or anything. That that is a, you know, those games tie together. You can upload your house designs. I was surprised to see the gold base on it because that's very Smash Brothers, you know? (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you wonder too if it unlocks something in Hyrule Warriors as well. But Mm -hmm. they didn't say that. They probably would have. One rupee. (laughs) (laughs) One rupee. Um, That's pretty good. So what did you think of the footage? I mean, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's nothing outstandingly new, Mm -hmm. but it's... I'm looking at you like... Well... No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, so uh, the the reality is is at this point it's familiar, right? Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not at... uh, It's not at the point now where I'm fatigued by seeing those things because we've only seen a few pieces of that game mm-hmm. and they've been the same few pieces and we've only seen them a few times probably a different angle of the same field Does right remember that exactly. field we're over there on this hill yeah. if, in, if they bring us back to that field in three months and then show us some goats in the corner again and they're like goodbye 2016 <laughs> then i'm gonna be upset but yeah. right now it was just long enough where it was like we didn't really see that game this year did we yeah was reminder it, this, no. what you mean uh zelda we yeah no we didn't no. see uh, we saw it last year at at the game awards and at e3 and at e3 it was shown at e3 for the first time this year Last year. Last year, last year. So last nothing year. this year until right nothing now. Nothing this year. That's okay. why it, it kind of bummed me out. You could Twilight Princess in that game could have been shown at E3, but I don't want to get into that. We'll yeah. talk about it. We're probably right. It wasn't ready. Footage, what'd you think? Callie Pluggy? <laughs> I, th- I kind of feel the same as you, Brian. Like, I... It's, like we said, the same field, but I'm still so taken with it. I am, I'm really looking forward to that game. I adore the Zelda series, and so obviously I'm going to get hyped up about it, um, but, you know... I still wish I could see more, mm-hmm. which may, is probably the intent, obviously. Yeah, um, the promise. Yeah, the promise of seeing more of this game, but it, it's so pretty. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I need a different field. I'm yeah. not going to lie if you're listening, Nintendo, but <laughs> man. No, not like, a we different got field. A, we got Maybe a, a booth, town? <laughs> yeah, or a dungeon. We got we got in the booth to record a, a Rewind Theater off of the 13 seconds. We just keep looping it and talking yeah. about it and looping it and talking about it. And I think it is the most excited I've been in a while. I will say nothing has been as strong as the first reveal for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of just oh, Link yeah. coming in on horseback and fighting oh. that that whatever that P-hat. thing was. The P hat. The weird new P hat. Yeah. Um which was just stunning and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the games looked better and better every time we've seen it. And I think it's like this was a cool sort of show you that, you know, there will be dungeons, there'll be temples, there'll be boss fights and everything like that, but just chilling in a field is pretty damn gorgeous. Oh yeah. I, you honestly, know? chilling in a field is like my life dream like goal. Chilling in a field's the <laughs> Best. It's a really good thing. If that whole game is me wandering around a field with Zelda music playing, like you guys I, are hippies, I, like, I, it's official. <laughs> <laughs> I I want there to be things to do. Don't get me wrong, right. but I would love to just kind of experience like it's the vista of yeah. it. It's gorgeous. No, you're right. It's a, to me, Zelda is not just uh, dungeon crawling and fighting no. in temples and uh, you know climbing to the top of something and conquering mm-hmm. it. Sometimes it's just sort of like hanging out and looking around and yes. farming some bad guys for some cool seashells that you can. For something, well, and that's or, something that an open world, if the sandbox is done right, if can it's be done right. very, very cool. Yeah. Yep. All right, Zelda can also be a Triforce Heroes quest, and there is an update. Den of Trials is coming out along with two new outfits: one of Fierce Deity 
uh, armor, yeah. which is just Fierce Deity Link, mm-hmm. and Linback's uniform, which is really cool, or Lineback. I don't know how you say it. Uh, but I, I love that back. he has the ability. Yeah, Lineback. <laughs> he has the ability to look into a chest. I think that's really cool. Like that. Keep keep it coming. If you're going to make it free for, uh, it is free for Triforce Heroes. That's awesome. That's super yeah, great. You can peek yeah. into chests so can you can see what in, you're getting. Can you do it in town in that one guy's shop? <laughs> <laughs> and start snitching because that would break that whole. That would break that whole game in there, dude. I'm about to be a musketeer. Do you I, know if you ca- if you grab enough bad material, yeah. um, you, they give you a, it unlocks another outfit that you need more of the materials you get from not getting the right chest. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, get it wrong funny. once in a while in case you, you get it right. Of yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. I found I found that game to be really fun and almost uh, over overwhelming with the amount of content there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing through single player levels, playing through multiplayer levels, that was cool and all. But seeing that each stage had four separate challenge versions of that stage was already like a daunting task. And I flew to the East Coast twice in two weeks, which was like 24 hours on airplanes. And I'm like, I'm going to really put a dent in this game and just unlock everything. And I barely scratched the surface. They're tough. There's no, a they, lot they're not playing around. And I, I think they're really good. I mean, I, it kind of shocked me when the reviews came out and there was so much uh, negativity on that game. Well, I didn't expect it. I yeah, got to say. I mean, it's. I would say that when that the game has very stark highs and lows. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when we were playing together in multiplayer, mm-hmm. it was some of the most fun I've had playing a game in multiplayer this year. Mm-hmm. Like it was thrilling, it was fun, we were screaming at each other. Uh, playing some stuff in single player or playing multiplayer online got very frustrating and cumbersome. But there's a sweet spot in there that makes it so good yeah. and if you mm-hmm. can find it, it's such a joy. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think part of the negativity is sometimes people want uh, you know, something that's associated with a franchise to always be like that franchise. Mm-hmm. So I felt I felt that way with Happy Home Designer too. A lot of people weren't super stoked on that. And I was like, just because it's not the same doesn't mean it's not also good. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the sense I got from some people that I talked to about Triforce Heroes is some people were kind of like, oh, you know, it's not what I expected. The, yeah, like, a friend of mine flat out said, I can't take this seriously. Like the minute it started, yeah. I was like, well, do you have that's to weird. take yeah, them so seriously? Why do you have to take it seriously? I, I never understood that because it's sort of like the games you just mentioned, and you make a, or you make a really good point. Uh, those games didn't detract from the goodness of their original versions. Exactly. Like Hyrule War or Triforce Heroes didn't, or even Hyrule Warriors didn't retroactively ruin the Zelda games that came before. Yeah, didn't retcon anything. Yeah, and uh, like Happy Home Designer didn't ruin all those Animal Crossing games that I enjoy. It yeah. added something to it, and some of those games grabbed me, and some didn't. Exactly. But still, like I'm, I'm happy they exist. Yeah. Yep. It's nice to just when they focus on one aspect. So Triforce Heroes kind of focuses on more like dungeony aspects, mm-hmm. whereas Happy Home Designer focuses on the designing aspect, and it's yeah. it's kind of cool that they're offering that for people who are really gung ho into one part of a game. Right. Yep. And you know that's not for everybody, obviously, but I think it's. I, I like it. I'm it's not, a welcome change. Yeah. It's something that shouldn't be just uh, immediately dismissed. Yeah, so I like that yeah. they're still supporting this game with yeah. free downloads. I feel like I'm going to accidentally call it Trials of Osiris. <laughs> <laughs> destiny talk for you. Um, um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so cool that they're still providing yeah. support to it. And Look for that yeah. uh, December yeah. 2nd. All right, so then Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Any excitement here for that game? I mean, the last Mystery Dungeon I played was... I think either on the original DS. So do you, you want? Did, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a one? try. Okay. I, the whole the whole thing about it, you get to live in the world of Pokemon. I'm like sold. Hey, well, that's 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 the. 
That's the real goal. That's your field. Yeah, that's the that's. You want to chill in? I'll chill in a field with Pokemon. There we like go. It comes together. Yeah. <laughs> that's my ultimate life fantasy. But okay. um, so I'll give it a try. I mean, the Mystery Dungeon games are. This is another example of something that's distinctly different yep. from right. the core series. Yep. Um, so. So th- possibly is, not for everyone, but still. Yeah, and this shot. is this is one that I'm not really sure will be for me. I'm super into okay. the competitive aspect of Pokemon. This yeah. is very different. Um, so I'll give it a try, obviously. I just picture Callie sitting in fields from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surrounded by, like, pink Pokemon. Or pink uh, ink, like Splatoon update ink. Uh, apparently there was a Splatoon Good update again announced. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, where where uh, two new stages are coming, 40 pieces of gears, bandana, so you could be all gangsta, yep. um, and winter <laughs> items. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm still playing Splatoon. Uh, Me too. Surprise, uh, we have a Splatoon review update happening. Uh, here on IGN. Hopefully, wow. by the time you're listening to this, you may even be watching slash reading it. Uh, a lot of you asked for it, and we decided to acquiesce. So if you don't come check it out and see the new verdict, I did my job. That's all I got to say. Right. People were fighting for that, and you delivered. So thank you for that. It was yes. an uphill battle internally, too, because we don't normally do that. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because that opens a lot of doors throughout time for games that have been changed uh, yeah. or updated. Games are growing things now you know so yes that's that's really fascinating well even when we reviewed it like we kind of knew this was going to be a very different beast because the promise of august was made before the game came out right so mm-hmm. it was like well then what do we do and yeah so yeah, here that, we are the game launched strange strange in the way that you reviewed it but you knew within a couple of weeks that it was going to keep growing and changing mm-hmm. yeah more and, and more stuff and was my review would be irrelevant in like um, two months yeah yeah. Um, so Mahi Mahi anyway. Resort. Yeah, there you go. So Mahi Mahi Resort, and there is a museum type level. I'm forgetting yeah. the name of it. Uh, something Museum de Alfonso, I think is the name of it. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, it's an Italian These are both museum. really cool, obviously. <laughs> uh, very cool looking. Uh, gear looks cool. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to continue to play that game. Yeah. Uh, I only My only complaint left with Splatoon really is that Splatfest. Uh, is fun, but I feel like the reward of Splatfest just isn't enough for mm-hmm. me. I want I want something yeah, I more permanent. Keep the T-shirt, please. What's up with that? That'd be super my, cool. My Squid Kids outfit is so important. Oh and yeah. I, I play with Katie Callie C- Pleggy, fashionista. Oh yeah, she has this cool sweater and some glasses and these like creeper shoes. It's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, I play with Katie Casarda, who um, is our one of our editorial designers, and she is so into that out, outfit aspect like right. she's mm-hmm. she changes her outfit for for the the perks obviously but also like it has to coordinate it's right. very important so, accessorize yeah it's, it would be really cool if we got to get a, see some benefit because a lot of people like dressing up their little squid kids yeah and it'd be cool if you got to keep your Splatfest t-shirt or something absolutely I also one of my complaints with Splatoon still and I noticed this I mean I thought about this when I saw the one of the new maps the Mahi, Mahi Resort um it's like I kind of get frustrated when I'm playing the same map for however long. It's like the four hours that you... Yeah, the you, rotations. Yeah, the rotations, yeah. especially if I don't like that map. Like we talked about, we don't like Camp Triggerfish. Yeah, um, not a fan. And Mahi, Mahi Resort. That's hard to say for some reason. Uh, Mahi, <laughs> Mahi, Mahi, Mahi Resort. There you go. Can't do it. Um, it... It's one of those where like suddenly new platforms were, will raise and you have to scramble to mm-hmm. to cover them in ink. I heard you shout across the room. Yeah. I think I'm gonna suck at that. No, I didn't say I was gonna suck at it. I was gonna say it was gonna make me mad. Oh, okay, that's what I, I thought. I was gonna get real mad yeah. playing that, and so that's that just made me think of my one complaint. Still, is the rotation system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be favorite. nice if you could vote on a set of maps and not just be trapped into two. Yeah. Yeah.
Super Mario Maker has an update. What? What? Yes. Uh, so now you can go on the internet, and there is a web portal, and you will tie your Nintendo Direct account. Now to you, can, you can. You yeah, can go yeah, on the, the internet. internet. Uh, the you future. can tie your Nintendo <laughs> Network ID to it, and uh, it will essentially. You can build a queue of. Uh, first of all, you can search for stages, and it's a much better search than what's offered in the game. Hopefully they revamp that too, but who knows? Oh, Nintendo's um, growing up so fast. I know. Oh my gosh. What are you talking about? What do you about? mean fast? No, I know. No, it's, it's 19. I know. It's about time he went to college. Right? <laughs> get out of the house and get a job. <laughs> no, it's just, I think this is sort of a taste for things to come with all the My Nintendo stuff next year and mm-hmm. the integration between smartphones. We, I feel like we got a little peek at that today. And also, even if it's none of that, selfishly, I'm really excited about this because that was one of the things in Mario Discovery. Maker that was, yeah. that was lacking, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Streamlining that and bringing it into like the, the whole idea of being on my laptop and watching a YouTube video of a cool Mario Maker level and seeing the course ID in the corner and typing it into a separate tab on the browser and going home and having that queued up to play mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's that, per- exactly what people need. That oh, yeah. is such a good point because when I first um, heard about how the update works, I was like, oh, you know, you have to go on your computer and do it. But that's such a good point mm-hmm. is because I'll be watching some some you know, level that somebody's made or somebody's yeah, playing. Yeah, you can find a level anywhere and, and add it to your queue. Super easily add it to the queue because you're already on your computer. Yeah. I'm not watching these Mario Maker levels on my Wii U. Yep. Um, so that's an excellent point. Now yeah. I'm even more excited about this. This yep. is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started watching some Twitch streams for Mario Maker and it'd be fun to see, oh, that level actually does look cool. Let's put that aside, see what we can do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, or just try that myself. All right, we have, uh, they update. They had updates on upcoming games that are coming out within the next month. Uh, this Friday, Amiibo Festival comes out. That's mm-hmm. the Animal Crossing spin game we saw footage of that ultra smash mario tennis um more detail on its amiibo support but ultimately still not a whole lot of exciting i didn't fully understand what that amiibo support was by the way so basically an amiibo can be your online partner you can train them like you would a smash amiibo oh cool and they'll be your partner Uh, online or in doubles uh locally whatever what have you uh you sort of save stats and things to them right right? we we just got both of those games in the office so Mm -hmm. we We'll be playing them and talking about them yep, soon. Absolutely. Are you reviewing? I'm playing Amiibo, Amiibo Festival. Festival. Got it. Yeah. yeah, and that also has the training aspect. Yes. Uh, you can, but m- for some reason mine didn't work last night, so I have to figure that out. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you'll um, like add some certain that, things to it. Yeah, we just got that, so that review won't go up tomorrow, but okay. it'll go up soon. Got um, it. So they also showed Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is looking you know, really great. Uh, we have had access to playing it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but... That game's looking strong. If you are a hardcore RPG fan, this is absolutely something you should be paying attention to. You it's scared really me about cool. this game, by the way. I did. Yeah, because you told uh, me that you saw something. Uh, uh, you lost a fight 100 hours in. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they loaded up a 100-hour save file yeah. Yeah, in uh, uh, Talathia. And that makes me nervous because 100 hours into anything, you should be a god. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, Just wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. There's still challenge then? Like, there's a lot there. There's, that's yeah. a huge game. So yeah. yeah, Jose was like, oh, yeah, 30 hours in, you unlock a skill. And I'm like, you unlock a new thing 30 hours in? Like, a new thing that changes yeah. completely mm-hmm. how yeah. you play? And that scared me. And yeah. I was like, yeah. that, That's I a have, huge, huge daunting game. I don't game. have time for that. That's terrifying. Ain't nobody got time so for that cool. plaguey. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it looks really good, though. But if, okay. if you're on a Wii U and you've skipped a bunch of other stuff this year or, you know, you're not really interested in some of the other giant open world games that have come out or you just want just a really awesome, huge, hardcore RPG. Yeah. yeah. This could be it for you. You might, well, you might, awesome. you might lose your life to this game. And, you know, if you don't have a whole lot else to play 100 hours is, is not that bad yeah, so. that's true so it feels like a big theme of this direct was a lot of bouncing between 
Wii U and 3DS as directs will do, but there's a lot more happening on 3DS right now in mm-hmm. 2016. Um, a bunch of games got dated in 2016. When we get to that point, uh, Mario Paper Jam, Final Fantasy Explorers, Fire Emblem Fates, Mega Man Legacy Collection, which is already out on consoles, but it is coming to 3DS in 2016. Uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow versions, which Callie shed a tear over. I do want to talk about that for a minute. Like uh, We've talked about it on this program that the virtual console, the thing that would always, in my mind, held Pokemon Red and Blue reissues from Virtual Console was just the idea that you couldn't trade. Yeah. I don't think they would do it. Right. They that's what they fixed. <laughs> they there's wireless trading wireless going trading. on in those games. I've wanted this for so long. Yeah. And it opens up a lot of possibilities with Pokemon Bank as well. Um, yes, because yeah. the farthest you can go with Pokemon Bank is third gen. That's the farthest yep. you can get Pokemon right. from if you're really, really determined and crafty. Um, and so it'd be super cool to be able to, to get these Pokemon that are kind of harder to get um, in the newer games, get them in your Pokemon Bank and actually get to do something with them. Absolutely. I mean, Zapdos, for example, is really viable competitively. Um, that's kind of hard to get. It'd be yeah, cool. to- to give a little peek behind the curtain, we were all streaming the direct here in IGN in our editorial pit, which is about 30 adult children standing around a big television. And the, that Pokemon news came on, and people just lost it. Just yelling, clapping, cheering. You looked like you were going to faint, Callie. <laughs> it was amazing to see. Yeah. No, absolutely. Good place how, do you to guys, be. how do you guys yeah. feel about that, though? Just that once again in 20. 20- 15, close out 2015, start of 2016, the story will still be you're going to be doing a lot more on 3DS, but you'll also have a couple of Wii U games. So mm-hmm. the Wii U games we, that were announced, I mean, we already talked about Twilight Princess HD. Star Fox is mm-hmm. coming out in April. Um, we've got Pocken Tournament, which is also uh, so far the nebulous spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, am I missing something? I think that's, Bunch I of think that's it. Stuff. E-shop, E-shop stuff, Fast Indies. Racing Neo, SteamWorld Heist. Um, yeah, on top of Xenoblade at the end of the year, but I'm talking more 2016. Uh, yeah. Whereas note, there's fa- a lot more happening on uh, on 3DS. Fast Racing Neo does look awesome. We haven't really talked about that game much. No, it, do- show. it does look um, really awesome. They're, they're making the F Zero that no one else would make. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And no, I'm, I, they even has the announcer from F Zero in it. Um, it looks awesome, looks gorgeous. Go look up videos for that game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of like it's always been weird to be a Nintendo fan like that, right? Like you mm-hmm. kind of have to have two systems to be a Nintendo fan. You're constantly ping ponging oh, between yeah. these two worlds. Right. Um, it, like I will play, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll play like two or three Wii U games in a row, and then I jump on my 3DS for two games, and then jump back to Wii U. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they've been for long stretches. Is, yeah. yeah, this has been a thing for me for a really long time. Ever since I had you know the Game Boy, uh, you know, if you think about Pokemon Stadium on N64, you could you had the compatibility thing where you could do the you put your cartridge in, you could mm-hmm. you know, play with your Pokemon yep. from your Absolutely. cartridge. I would like to see that on Wii U. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of remakes we want, yeah. HD Pokemon Stadium. Absolutely. I, want it. Mm-hmm. I, I would be really pumped about that. Um, I mean, that's kind of been the Nintendo thing for years and years is you you have to have the handheld and the consoles. Yeah. Well, really... You remember, you remember yeah, the whole three pillars kept, thing, right? But mm-hmm. third parties kept things going, whereas like yeah. I don't know if indies have been keeping it going enough. No, like no. I feel like some indie titles come out that I'm just like, yep, definitely have to play that. And then some come out where I'm like, I'm not convinced I really need to spend time on this. 
Well, something like Kerbal Space Program, which was uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was sort of a marginal hit on on PC a few years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a billion seller or anything, but it did really well. Made some big waves, and a lot of people were really into it. It's cool coming to to the Wii U in 2015, 2016, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like a little late to the party. I like seeing stuff there to just to sort of flesh out the library. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, like I mean, all in all, it's it's good to see more games in one spot. But all in all, I don't know if that's really that kind of stuff really moves the needle. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you asked earlier about you know who's are the people who are going to play the HD remakes nostalgia oriented like us um, you know a lot of those people bought Wii U because of the promise of Zelda and stuff Yeah, you know if you're not super nostalgic I don't know if you're going to get a Wii U because right. you don't know what else there's not a, a lot else that's compelling you besides mm-hmm. that nostalgia factor I always think of Smash Bros as kind of like the gateway drug to a lot of Nintendo games it's mm-hmm. a really smart gateway drug to a lot of yeah, Nintendo games a and, good point and so, you know, people who buy it for Smash, maybe they'll, if they've never played Twilight Princess, they'll jump on it for that. But I don't, I don't see a lot of the other things like the, the indies or anything really compelling people who well, don't a, have that nostalgia factor. Right. Yeah, and it's a game by game basis, right? Where right. like Kerbal, we're definitely excited for. Um, Typo Man, I'm not sure yet. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know. That's Typo really Man, weird. So I have to and, play that and strange to try it out. And I'm, yeah. I'm curious too. And I guess that's going to be our job to just kind of sift through and see. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the, the consoles had a weird life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Has been I, weird. I feel yes. like just as it really started gaining momentum about a year or two ago, um, that's when the NX stuff started popping up, and it sort of took people who were kind of on the fence about it to just say, "Now nah, I'm going to wait." Because yep. um, I, I still get tweets every single day like, "Should I jump on a Wii U right now?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Yeah, like if you yeah. jump in right now, you're definitely getting a better library than than we all did when we bought it at launch or whatever. Yeah. Um, you're getting the, yeah, you're getting a, f- a, a few years of really awesome games. I could name ten games off the top of my head that that make the Wii U fantastic today. Mm-hmm. But in terms of next year and beyond that, I'm not really sure. So, um, and especially if them saying that the NX is coming next year, well, they're talking about they're it. talking yeah, about it. they're talking about mm-hmm. it. So who I knows? Know. I mean, I would say like Black Friday deals. If you're on the fence, like there's enough there to dude. That's Smash Platoon bundle. Like, Great, that's, we've been asking for that for a long time. What? Right? Yeah, that's like, that, that's the one to get if you're gonna get one two, of them. Two fifty. Mm-hmm. That's what the internet says. They haven't yeah. set a price. Nintendo hasn't set a price, but let's say that's the price. Two fifty. That is yeah. a value. Two fifty for Wii U, Smash Brothers, and Splatoon. And Splatoon. Yep. Like, awesome. Super strong. Those are two offerings. games you can yeah. play for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then you run out and buy Mario Kart immediately, oh. and then you—that's the trifecta. And then you can pick cherry pick from there what you want. If you're a Zelda person, hang on to Twi- Twilight Princess or run out and get Wind Waker HD mm-hmm. if you can still find it. I don't think that game's out of print yet, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, ton, ton of, ton of, ton of fun stuff. I really liked Captain Toad too. If that's your kind I of love thing. Yes, yeah, Captain I, Toad was really cool. There's a, a lot of reasons to jump on yeah. you. and even if those games are out of print, download them digitally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're all so, in the eShop. So then the game we haven't talked about that's coming to Wii U is Star Fox Zero, which mm-hmm. they yeah. showed a new trailer for. Um, they also showed some new gameplay footage of it. Looks like they've done a little cleaning up since since C3. I felt the um, same way. You know, on a UI front and even on a, on a graphics front, I just felt like I was looking at a slightly better game than what I had seen mm-hmm. when we saw it uh, last. Um, they dated it. That's awesome. We'll, we'll be there for that. Um, but overall impressions, like are you – higher or lower on Star Fox these days or still in the same place. Like you still haven't I feel like we, we still haven't seen enough new things about Star Fox to to go nuts about. Everything it. they showed today was much quicker paced. 
which mm-hmm. is the Star Fox that I love. My worry was that they cut an awesome trailer for something that's largely a little slower than that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we played, even the Chicken Walker stuff, mm-hmm. was kind of painfully slow. Mm-hmm. I think when that game's really working well and you're soaring through the clouds in an X in a R wing and you're shooting stuff down X wing. Star Wars on the mind. Good job. I heard that. Uh, <laughs> everything's kind of clicking and it's all working. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right in that it did look a little prettier today. I didn't really notice the UI stuff, but once you pointed it out, I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, they redid uh, basically the score and all the stuff yep. going on there. Um, I'm excited to play it. I. It's funny, though, for them to still not really be acknowledging heavily that you don't have to play it on the gamepad, or at least that you don't have to use the gamepad view quite as lined up with the TV. Good. Um, or that you can turn <laughs> off motion um, is another thing that uh, it feels like they just don't say enough about. But regardless, it's looking cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, we will well, definitely be looking forward to it. Amiibo support. Yeah. Yep. They snuck that right in the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just going back to what you are saying really fast, I don't think if I were them I would agree. I would really point out heavily that you can't use the gamepad because mm-hmm. you don't want to point out that it's the gamepad's not super necessary. It's true. Even if it's a good point. people prefer playing without it, I don't sure. know if that's a smart strategy for them to just be like, and you can play it without the main draw of our console. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember Star Fox on 3DS? How they were like, you can play with motion controls. That was all their advertising. Yeah. But then like the second you got into that game, one of the first things you did was turn it off. Yeah. Because it was just... It was hard to play like that and 3D, and the 3D was so good that well, it was... Well, I, I, I see a lot of people who get angry at us as a show whenever we kind of put down motion controls and the game doesn't. You can switch it off. No. So I don't I don't think oh, a public acknowledgement yeah. is the worst thing in the world, but I agree yeah. with you. It, it does maybe look, make the, the box look weak. Yeah. I do um, think that motion controls plus 3D is really weird because the old 3D before and the, the new 3DS, is uh, the 3D is a lot yeah. better, but like yeah. before you had to keep it in one place. So those things are really asynchronous. The, yeah. Um, Hunt, the best word to use for that. Yeah. I, I, there was never a time when that was a really good idea. Yeah. You know, I, so I'll gladly take one or the other. But I'm not anti motion controls in Me general. Neither. I just think in that case, it was a mistake. But yeah, for sure. If, if anything, I think it's baffling that Nintendo that did so so readily knocked it out the park last generation with motion controls kind of stepped away from that to an extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Wii controller support with a bunch of, of first party games on the Wii U, but for the most part, it, it's really been a bunch of games that you could just play on any console. Yeah. Uh, that being said, a lot of the Star Fox stuff that we saw and played with the second screen, I found to be more distracting mm-hmm. than helpful. Yeah. So um, if there are is a version of that game that exists in the retail version they ship where that stuff's pulled back a little bit and you can play it a little more traditionally, I won't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So April 22nd, we will be uh, yeah. Star Fox is here. Yay. So get excited. I, think I that's swear, really I swear cool. it looked a little prettier today too. I did. I, th- yeah. I thought so as yeah. well. Um, so I, then... Now oh. I was going to say, we, we were saying for a while that's a game that should be you should put back in the oven for a little bit. And I, th- I think they did, and yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be better because of it. <laughs> yep. All right. So what's left to talk about? Uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends. You really liked having Linkle join Linkle, the cast. Talk the about this. The first official female Link is so exciting. Because Link has always been fairly uh, ambiguous. Yep. Um if not vaguely androgynous. feminine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Link androgynous. has... Link, androgynous, thank you. That's def- ambiguous is not the word I was thinking <laughs> I came out with Is he an elf, a boy, yeah. or a tree? <laughs> I had a asynchronous, wolf. and I couldn't get androgynous. But, um, yeah, so Link is, has always been fa- fairly androgynous, so it's, you know... It's obvious to me. I'm like, why didn't they do this sooner? I mean, we talked about this bef- like a while back with uh, Triforce Heroes. You know, you have Link in a dress. Why not just have a female option. Um, and th- that's always exciting for me to finally get, in a series I love, finally get to be able to 
to have a, a girl there. Um, that I mean, I talk about this a lot. That's always been really important to me. And so I'm super, super excited yeah. about that. That makes yeah. me so happy. Yeah, they missed the both on Triforce Heroes, but they're definitely not going to miss it on Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. Linkle was initially outed as part of the art book that came out in Japan mm-hmm. for Hyrule Warriors. Um, they're called Zelda Muso, where they showed basically early concept art. So I'm really glad that they, they own that. They didn't show yeah. any Wii U footage of it, but I would assume that character is accessible on the Wii U version right. of the game. Right. Um, just wanted to put that out there. So it turns out, uh, looking at the Direct, that... Uh, and I don't know if I said this earlier, but that the 3DS is the RPG box mm-hmm. in 2016. Yeah. Like it really is. Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, let's see. Dragon Quest Seven, Dragon Quest Eight, mm-hmm. uh, Project X Zone, uh, Bravely Second at some point, Mario & Luigi Paper Jam. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know how many hours those game, this all adds up to? That's the whole year. That's all Our, of 2016 right there. <laughs> I love RPGs, but that's the scariest thing about them yeah. is you can play them forever yeah and there's so many i don't know how i'm gonna split my time between all of them yeah i mean is this a good thing like having all these rpgs in one place uh, sure and I, well i think i think that it's uh it's a good mix of things too mm-hmm. like they're like you have the fact that that paper jam is part of that list is kind of cool it shows the diversity of, of those games exactly you know? uh Personally, I'm always hesitant to jump into RPGs because I don't know if it's going to be something that I grab for eight hours or, or lose a hundred to. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm less enthused about that. I'd rather see a bunch of cool platforming games thrown in there too, like non-chibi yeah. robo platforming games, like <laughs> fun, awesome platforming games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but for you guys, I mean, that's 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 your paper jams. So hop on <laughs> in there. I, um, I think- plus Pokemon Red Blue. Sorry, just wanted to say that. I just wanted that reaction. The most important RPG. Um, I think, you know, for for me, I'm thinking, you know, I play a lot of games. I try to think of how can I maximize the amount of games I play so I can experience all these. I think for the the average person who has a 3DS, they'll, out of this offering, they'll pick one or two. And I think it's good to have that diversity so everybody who likes different kinds of RPGs can get get that. Um, So I, I like that they're supporting a, a range um, from Paper Jam to like yeah. Dragon Quest. So. I do feel like I don't see enough RPGs on console nearly as much as I did at one point. Like it feels like the, the, this handheld has just been blessed with so many. And let's point out, I mean, Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight, uh, Seven has been done for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think came out in Japan. Like, I want to say like two or three years ago. Eight just recently came out this summer. Um, but regardless, it's good to see those back because yeah. Dragon Quest has been missing, and we talked about this on the show before. But that show, uh, excuse me, that game has not had a huge impact in the West. But people who love that that series love it, and they love it for great reasons. Like it's a fantastic series. Um, so that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. As for the console thing, I think it's because uh, console games have an expectation, or very long, very large console games have an expectation of how they're supposed to look graphically, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always work in direct parity with the sort of simplicity that a lot of RPGs have. Mm-hmm. Um, that aren't like full 3D RPGs. Mm-hmm. So they make more sense on a handheld because yeah. you can make a game like that without people going like, I don't know if I would play that on a 55-inch television, yeah. but yeah. I would play it on a three-inch screen for you know an hour or two on the train every single day. Yeah, even Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Explorers, which is basically hybrid RPG meets Monster Hunter, like that game, like that looks cool. Like that's going to be another fun one to just sink a ton of hours into. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should wrap this up with the biggest, 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 biggest of all big things, and that is that Bill Trinan can eat jump. an entire. No, but <laughs> jump is coming to we. No, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Um, but uh, that cloud from Final Fantasy VII has joined the Smash Brothers roster. I mean, 
what? Like, I talk about that like palpable energy in the room at IGN, and you hop on Twitter and you just see excitement and a couple people being like, "That's there's no Final Fantasy on the seventh of Wii U." Like, just a great that brought a lot of people just out of their shells. It was awesome yeah. to see. What a huge announcement. Like, that music is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, seeing him split a stage in half with his sword, just... Yeah. <laughs> Odin okay. did that, but yes. But that was <laughs> great. Summons falls. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I must confess, I've never played a Final Fantasy game, mostly because I didn't know Millennial. where to break into <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'm young, and I didn't know where to get into it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know how to how to break into it. It's intimidating. Um, but even me, someone who's totally ignorant to that mm-hmm. to that franchise, that that. The, the what I don't it's not a trailer is it a trailer what'd you call it a trailer uh, whatever, you that. No, it whatever was a, it was the, a character the trailer, showing yeah. the showing yeah. okay. of Cloud got me like yeah because it was room. so cool yeah. and everybody and everybody was just so when I, the music I, played I jokingly yeah. said to Andrew Cloud or Sephiroth who do you think right. <laughs> it just got added because to me it was like wait what like yeah. it took a second for the song to even set in because it's been a while since I played 7 and you're talking about the RPG that was like the zeitgeist the, the, during the period the zeitgeist of RPGs where yeah. everyone all of a sudden not only had interest but 7 was one of the most successful like games of its, mm-hmm. of its time um, and one of the highest budgets of its time too like it was, it was crazy I, I feel like I had never seen anything like that before um, but yeah like I just Cloud, like, wait, what? And this yeah. is not the Smash Ballot character. That is the most interesting thing to me because mm-hmm. they did not say it. They never said this had anything to do with Smash Ballot. To me, that says that at this December You're presentation, right. yeah. they're going to say who got in from that. Mm-hmm. This, to me, says that uh, th- I think this says a lot about Sakurai. Like, if he is the guy who is, you know, sort of signing off on yes and no on, on these characters, and I assume he is, I mean, let's think about this Pac Man. Uh, Ryu yeah. from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Now Cloud from yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Sonic's in there too. Like this is this this is that '90s game jam. Like this is it that thing really we, is. that we grew up like yelling at each other about in like classrooms and schools and lunchrooms yeah. and on the and, on the courtyard and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, is now a thing where you can beat the hell out of each other in this game. It's so smart. It's so cool to see it's... this sort of like big mishmash of all things video games in this one it, you know it really makes me want to bring snake back that's what i was going to bring up i think that 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 is someone's job is to call up konami and say look we need to make this happen like l- why better. not this is Let's vid- do this, this. this is video game expendables at this point yeah. <laughs> right yeah. i mean it's like get the gang together I mean, get get snake in there yeah, he's having yeah. a good year get yeah. him over there <laughs> absolutely yeah it, i mean at first i was kind of like that comes out of left field okay cloud from final fantasy 7 the yeah. game the is not on Nintendo consoles, but um, it's that, that was a really cool character trailer. Yeah, uh, and uh, you make a really good point. Like you get to embody those arguments you had when you were a kid. Like yeah. you want to just duke it out and smash. Sonic's better than Mario. Yeah. All right, prove it. We're in our twenties. You want to fight now? Love slap. Solid Snake could beat Cloud in a fight. All right, God, let's try. Bring that uh, snake. Yeah, so, I, I was gonna say whoever's cutting those character reveal trailers, give them. Give him twice the amount of donuts you fed, fed Bill Trinity because <laughs> that guy needs a raise or that girl needs a raise. They're doing awesome job the way those things. They always – I don't care who it is. They get me excited. I'm not even the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan. Yeah. But watching that reveal, watching that text scroll across the screen and watching his feet come in mm. was just like, this so is good. awesome. To me, like, it was so the action, like just watching Limit Breaks, all of this fan service. If you watch too, when they, the way they cut that trailer, like there are little moments – like. 
Sakurai trailers or Smash Brothers trailers specifically have these moments interwoven that are sort of capturing something from that character specific to that character's universe or something about that character. Like, for example, they have Cloud laying down, and instead of Aerith near him by the flower bed, it's Zelda. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they have Pikmin on the side mm-hmm. posing as the flowers, like, in that in that room. So and I'm just good. like, the staging on this is so clever. All those chocobos uh, at the end, too. Yeah, and the chocobos yeah. at the end, there's definitely a chocobo uh, uh, me Fighter costume coming. Um, just bravo, like, on that. And, and on this idea, like, I would be very surprised if someone did not like this idea. And I know Final Fantasy VII has nothing to do with Nintendo, um, least of all Wii U for that matter. But right. man, mm-hmm. what Smash Brothers is turning into with this version of the game is just, I mean, can any, where do you go from here? Like where? When Smash Brothers makes its appearance again on NX or whatever distant future that happens, what could you? What, what, what do you do? Like I don't know what's left to be done. Yeah, I don't know, right? King like, K. Roll, no. <laughs> well, then again, there's there's they've set the bar astronomically high for this game, and people are still playing the GameCube one. So well, yeah, melee <laughs> melee is really big in competitive Smash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah so, the resurgence of 2013. Yeah, and everybody thinks of Brawl as being the anti-competitive Smash right. uh, version of Smash. Yeah. Um, they have so, their reasons. Like, sure. I mean, yeah, valid of course. Reasons, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't play competitive Tripping. Smash at all. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, where could it go from here? I, that, it's really... There's so much going on in this version. I don't know what they're going to do. I will say my amiibo shelf is about to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. like every time I'm like, okay, I'm like, I, Mewtwo just arrived from Japan. He's on my desk right now. I was like, I'm done. I'm caught up. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch Lucas. more. Yeah. Lucas is coming. Yep. Uh, Ryu's coming. Cloud one, Ryu's Clouds. Coming. So at least three more are left, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Plus, whoever got in from the Smash ballot, which I don't think Cloud is. Like, I, I, I'm sure people challenged me on it, but they didn't say it. Right. If oh. it was, they would have said it. I hope the Smash ballot one's super cool, so we can get a super cool amiibo out of that. Who's left? Master Chief. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. If I, I could buy a Master Chief amiibo. I think that would that would break me. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so weird. I, would die. I think you you would see people physically pass out I would from that die. news. <laughs> you would see people be like. No, it just, <laughs> just die. Well, yeah. I, uh, Master Chief and Kratos. Yeah, so Phil Spencer said uh, uh, Banjo Kazooie is up for. I, I think there was a tweet about that that he's he tweeted in support of. Yeah, we'd absolutely do. Bring it. back Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Diddy Kong. They already made him to me, but what do you want him in a car? <laughs> she does. She wants him in the propeller and the plane. I liked Diddy Kong Racing. It was Thank cool. God. So d- the other day we needed you like a couple months ago in this office. There was a whole revolt over uh, Diddy Kong Racing versus what Mario Kart. I don't remember, but I just remember okay, it got the ugly. answer is Mario Kart's the well, better Well, the answer game. is obviously Mario Kart, but Thank I you. did enjoy Diddy Kong Racing. Okay, all right, just thinking So sure. I was just thinking about Banjo. Marty turned coat. Marty was the biggest Diddy Kong Racing best racing game ever. Marty Sleeva, I got a beard. And now he's all like, <laughs> nope, that game's no good. He turned around on it. He did. Good. All the years I know that guy at 1UP, he, he turns coat now. Man, well, I'm I mean, I'm really fascinated by that 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 debate's been happening for a very long time, really? by the way. And it's it's also happened with Banjo Kazooie and Mario sixty four. And I think on both sides, Nintendo made the better platformer and Nintendo made the better kart racer. And rare fanboys can I'm not gonna say the words. Okay, Whoa. and we're done with this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love you all, either way. Thank you for listening to the To The Way Show. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. In fact, Brian Altano is part of the Up At Noon that's right. show Up that's here on Thursdays. Uh, it's live. It's awesome. Callie Pleggy is a host on Anime Club, so <laughs> don't miss that. Uh, we've also got Podcast Unlocked, Podcast Beyond, yep. all kinds of stuff for you. Um, so make sure you check those out. Also, you can email us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of the direct. Email us at nbc at ign.com. Tell us your thoughts. Were you really happy with this thing? I thought they did a great job. Um, it was a it was a it was a bit too long, but there was a lot going on for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My only concern, not enough Wii U for me yet, but we'll see. First party Wii U for me yet, but we'll see what the future holds. And as we get closer to Zelda, I'm sure they'll be talking more about other things. Yeah. Um, lastly, you can find us all on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Callie Pleggy at Inky Dojiko, I N K Y D O J I K K O. And you, you find me. You must turn that into like a song. Yeah, I, you just, I, I just no, I do a little a dance on Anime Club. Her, <laughs> like, if, you, if you watch Anime Club, I, I do a little dance sometimes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't do a dance, but I am Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.